Blog Talk Radio. Smirk. Big brr. Jay Production. Uh, I don't know what he makes on the back for me, shit. Shit. 
and I were discussing some of the things um, about uh, why you've discounted um, on a subconscious level some of the things that have happened because absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. And he said something very profound for an Australian. This is heavy-duty shit. But he said, I decided to do it even though it was stupid. I decided to do it. Stupid meaning the, follow the process to an intellectually bright guy who's an engineer. And see, you won't. You, you see, you'll figure out a better way. And he followed the stupid process that works and has been working for 45 years, 20-some years before when I was doing it, <clears throat> and 22 years since I've been coaching. And he called it. I, he wasn't trying to be insulting or anything. He says, I just decided to follow this, you know, how did you say it? 
instead of trying to be smart, I would just try to be stupid, shut that part off of my brain, and just do it. And what happens? He did it. And that's why it's hard for the YouTubers and all the other... Because you, you, you can't dumb, you know, dumb down. You, you, won't, you will not believe that it's easy. You can't, you know, you won't. <clears throat> but he put it very succinctly. He sh you know, he just dumbed down and shut off that part of his brain and just followed the steps. You don't need fucking case studies. You have a, you have a fucking template. You have a motherfucking script that a fucking monkey can read. That Alex wants a fucking case study. Because he wants to know the shit behind it. Because he's stupid. And that's why he's fucking poor. You don't need any motherfucking case studies. How many fucking times do I have to say? You have the fucking script. I said don't change a fucking word on the script. Not a comma. If it's got misspelled fucking words, send it out misspelled. The last thing you fucking need is a fucking case study. This is why you're fucking poor. This is why the cocksuckers watching this on YouTube are so fucking poor. That girl got you too, too excited That money had you too, too excited Them cars had you way out your character That jury got you way out your character Them girls got you way out your character The Spain got you way out of character The floor got you way out of character I saw you love, now you way out of character I should've known you would cross me I should've known you would cross me I should've known you would cross me I should've known you yeah. I should've known you would cross me Because I'm on and I'm saucy And I'm gone and you salty Steam coming from your head like a coffee My reality is better than your dreams, nigga My whole pussy hole is wetter than your dreams, nigga My whole legs spread wider than your wings, nigga Put your head in the microwave thing, nigga You out of character, slime, you out of character And me, I'm out of patience, sick and tired like malaria These hoes like mosquitoes, these niggas trying to be hoes What happened to that boy, and I ain't pushing Tito Super with a cup at, I'm working on my comeback Girl, I'm weird, got much class, but she got a dumbass I keep a money bag, a drug bag, and a gun bag These niggas ain't even shining, making a sun mad Rappers in my lunch bag, me and Future have a food fight Bedroom full of new dice, old green and new white, that's old money, that's new coke, that's young money, that's two four slash seven three six five, that's cash money. I'm like, who oh, who oh, who oh? I should've known you across me. Yeah, who I should've known you across me. I should've known you across me. I tell him I should've known you across me. I should've known you across me. Thinking about I should've known you across me. I should've known you across me. Yeah. I should've known you across me 
I was looking in your eyes, you ain't built like that. You ain't built like that. I should've known you were crazy. I should've known you were crazy. They say I ain't a rapper, I'm a trapper. I be with the robbers and the killers and the kidnappers. I fuck your bitch in your crib, watch the kids out to see a fuck a bitch. Fuck the ring, motherfucker, pout. I don't. I should've known she ain't really love me. I should've known she just wanted to fuck me. I fucked up, don't judge me. I got this money and I ain't turn it down. It's money to turn your life up or bring your family down. Some of the closest nigga to me now come around. Some of the closest nigga to me, I gun him down. Real. I should've known you across me. I'm from the hood, it wouldn't have taught me. Go hard until they owe me. I should've known you across me. I should've known you across me. Pull up, love. Where you at? I'm around the way, I'm waiting on you. Pull up. Alright, I'm coming. I should've known you were close me. 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 I got some niggas that was there, they be no longer there. I don't care. I don't cry about it. And I barely get sleep anyway. I should've known you were close me.
rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6 I'm gonna post bells, just look at my wrist Tell me why the legends always gotta die All right, all right, peace to the gods Let me start these lives up And get the show started Hope everyone's doing well out there I know I am Right, all right. I'm live on uh Facebook I mean YouTube. I'm live on Instagram so we can get started. All right, all right. You so you know I just got back from um the remedy conference. It was a real nice uh function at a A one hotel. Uh, it was around 200 people, and uh, you know I rocked the house, got a standing ovation. Everyone's like, "Wow, man, yeah, I ain't never heard it like that. No one's ever showed." And the funny thing is, I had to just do it off the fly. You know, it it was no place for me to hook up my computer so I could actually show the laws how I would normally teach. So I just, you know, started teaching off the dome. You, of course, I did my jokes and all that, and uh, the the audience really enjoyed it. The problem was I was the headliner, so I was the last one to speak. And uh, shit, I ain't I ain't finished speaking until like one, and then so many questions, man. I didn't get back up to my room until about two, so it was crazy. But uh, if uh, you missed it. Uh, they're supposed to be working on another one, maybe in Vegas. I believe in Vegas. So uh, look out for that. It should be a doozy and all that. I really didn't get a chance to see most of the other speakers because I had did an interview for a documentary too. So I was kind of busy, but I'm sure they were dope in the whole nine. But, um... Let me get to uh, today's show. I said uh, last week we was talking about, you know, uh, the, uh, what is it called? The uh, Expatriation Act of 1863. And I said this week we were going to go over it. We was going to read it. So let me put this in the chat so y'all can see where I'm reading from. And you might be asking, well, Jonah, why are you reading that? What's that got to do with anything? Well, this is the act that you're supposed to have expatriated just before they enacted uh, the Black Codes, uh, the Reconstruction Act. Because under the Reconstruction Act, they was going to force everyone to be citizens of the United States, even if they weren't. And it didn't work out for us. And it's things in here you got to know you never did. Your parents never did. It's impossible that it happened to you. So uh, let's go into it. It says, an act to establish the Bureau of Immigration and Naturalization and to provide for a uniform rule of naturalization of aliens throughout the United States. 
being enacted by the Senate and the House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled that the designation of the Bureau of Immigration and the Department of Commerce and Labor is hereby changed to the Bureau of Immigration and Naturalization which said bureau under direction and control of the Secretary of Commerce and Labor. Now, did y'all notice that they telling y'all when y'all are naturalized, you naturally go into uh, the uh, Bureau of Commerce and Labor. So you are an employee as a citizen right here as This act is explaining to you. In addition to duties now provided by law, shall have the charge of all matters concerning naturalization of aliens. That it shall be the duty of the said bureau to provide for the use at at the various immigration stations throughout the United States books of records, wherein the commissioner in the immigration shall cause a registry to be made in the case of each alien arriving in the United States from and after the passage of this act. And the name, age, occupation, personal description, including height, complexion, color, hair, and eyes, the place of birth, the last residence, the intended place of residence in the United States, and the date of arrival of said alien, and if entered through a port, the name of the vessel in which he comes. And it shall be the duty of the said commissioner in immigration of cause to be granted to such aliens a certificate of such registry, which the particulars thereof. Now, if you paid attention to what I just read, all that data that they said had to be in your immigration paperwork, it's on your birth certificate thing, huh? Everything that they said had to be done on that certificate is in the birth certificate because the birth certificate is your alien registration. You bring Brongan to the port of the United States without your knowledge or consent. Right? So then we go to uh, section two that the Secretary of Commerce and Labor shall provide said bureau with the additional furnished offices. We don't care about that. Let's, let's skip to three. The exclusive jurisdiction of naturalized aliens as citizens of the United States is hereby conferred upon the following specified courts. United States Circuit and District Courts now existing, or which may hereafter be established by Congress in any state, the United States Jewish Courts in territories of Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Hawaii, Alaska, Supreme Court of the District of Columbia, the United States Courts of the Indian Territory, also all courts of record in any state or territory non-existing or which may hereafter be created having a seal, a clerk, and jurisdiction in actions at law or equity or law and equity in which the amount of the controversy is unlimited. So it just broke down how your clerk of court in any state is an immigration clerk. Now, what you got to realize is 
is your court registrar on your birth certificate, which is a clerk, which registered you as a United States citizen. Right? Yes, any court of record with a clerk, you being naturalized. Mm-hmm. Now, we keep reading because we know what when they start going into how to expatriate, we might have to take this process. We might have to do this process. That the naturalization jurisdiction of all courts here in specified state territorial with the respective judicial district districts of such courts. The courts hereby specify shall, upon the registration of the clerks of such courts, be furnished from time to time by the Bureau of Immigration and Naturalization with such blank forms as may be required in the naturalization of aliens and the certificates of naturalization shall be consecutively numbered and printed on safety paper furnished by the said bureau. Section four, alien may be admitted to become a citizen of the United States in the following manner, not otherwise. First, he shall declare on oath before the clerk of any court authorized by the act of to naturalize aliens and his authorized deputy in the district in such aliens reside two years at least prior to their mission. And after he has reached the age of 18 years, there is a bona fide his intention to become a citizen of the United States and to renounce forever all allegiance and fidelity to any foreign prince, potent state sovereignty, or particularly by name to the prince, potent state sovereignty of which the alien may be at the time a citizen or subject. Now, what you got to ask yourself, when did you take that oath in front of a clerk? You was a baby in the United States when you were born, and uh, they just did it. You never took an oath. Now, they tried to do some bullshit, like in school when I was growing up, what they would do is make us do a pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. They were trying to say that's when you took your oath. But let me ask you a question. You're a minor. How are you going to take an oath? It's fraud. It's 100% fraud. How could you take an oath as a minor? You can't. And you never signed a declaration saying you had an intention to become a United States citizen. It's sleight of hand. You see what I'm saying? See, we're going to use their laws to step to the legislator and stop this shit. This is why we're putting together, you know, the Patreon so we can start doing our petitions to these people. We're going to start it real soon. Um, I'm working on starting a a video on it this week with my man Shaka. And we're going to get it rocking. So let me read on. Two years at least prior to the mission and hereafter, he has reached the age of 18 that is bona fide 
his intentions to become a citizen of the United States. So they told you straight up, you had to do it at the age 18. They had y'all do it in school at five, six, seven, eight, right? They don't have the Pledge of Allegiance once you get to um, high school, right? So let me go on. Renounce forever the allegiance and fidelity to any foreign prince, potentate, state, sovereignty, in particularly by name of the prince, potentate, state, sovereignty, in which the alien may be at the time a citizen or subject. And such declaration shall set forth the name, age, occupation, person description, place of birth, last foreign residence of allegiance, and the date of arrival, and the name of the vessel, if any, in which he came to the United States. The present place of residence in the United States of said alien. Provided, however, that no alien who is conformity with the law enforced at the date of the declaration has declared his intention to be a citizen of the United States shall be required to renew such declaration. Now, in our uh, declaration being a moral, we have not put in our age, occupation, and personal description, and the place of birth. That's something that we might have to put in our declarations. See, that's what I'm talking about. I do things by the law. But let me go on. Second, not less, hey, hey London, uh, Thursday, Evening, I need you to set up a, uh, what's that I do my webinars on? Go to me in, because I'm going to have a class on, um, and we're going to upload it up on Patreon. Thank you, son. Okay, let me go on. Second, not less than two years, no more than seven years after he has made such declaration of intention, he shall make a file and duplicate a petition in writing signed by the applicant in his own handwriting. Now, did you say, did you hear that? It got to be in your own handwriting, your declarations. Did we know that? No, we did not. The intention, he shall make and file the duplicate petition in writing signed by the the applicant of his own handwriting and duly verify in which the petition such applicant shall state his full name, his place of residence, by the street number, if possible, his occupation, if possible, the date and place of his birth, the place from which he immigrated, and the date and the place of his arrival in the United States. And if he entered through a port, the name of the vessel in which he arrived, the time and went in the place and the name of the court where he declared his intention to become a citizen of the United States. And if he is married, he shall state the name of his wife and if possible, the country of her nativity and her place of residence at the time of filing his petition. And if he has children, the name and date and time of the filing of his petition provided file his declaration before the passage of this act and shall not be required to sign the petition in his own handwriting. Now, y'all know good and damn well none of us did this to become a U.S. citizen. 
So how are we? Really, how are we? But let's go on. The petition shall set forth that he is not a disbeliever in or opposed to organized government or the member of affiliated with any organization or body of persons teaching disbelief in or opposed to organized government. Polygamist, polygamist, or believer in the practice of polygamy and that it is his intentions to become a citizen of the United States and to renounce absolutely and forever all allegiance and fidelity to any form, prince, potentate, state, or sovereignty, particularly by the name of the prince, potentate, and state, or sovereignty of which he, at the time of filing his petition, may be a citizen or subject, and that it is his intention to reside permanently within the United States, and whether or not he has been denied admission as a citizen of the United States, and if denied on grounds of such denial, the courts, court or courts in which the decision was rendered and that the cause for such denial has been since cured by removed every fact material to his naturalization and required to be proved upon the final hearing of his application. Well, it's uh, 733. I'm going to stop it here. Let's have a discussion about this about all the things you had to do to become a U.S. citizen, which none of us has done. So I'm going to open up the call lines. I'm going to 862-800. Peace to the God. Peace. Hi, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, magnificent, and great. How are you? Good, good. So um, my question, honestly, does really have too much to do with what you just went over. It's more so about one of the uh, webinars that I was in. I was in your court and satisfaction webinar, and I followed everything you said to a T. And I got response back from the company. I'm trying to do a court and satisfaction for my car. And they responded saying that they are an indirect lender and they do not need to send me anything else to validate and they will not honor my request to clear out the loan. Which Let me ask course, you a question. Yeah. You said you did everything. Did you first do the bona fide dispute you sent to the third-party debt collector letter? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, on that third-party debt collector letter, it tells them the laws of which they have to provide that they, they got approved. They are your lender. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. They didn't do that. All they did was send a copy of the contract that I signed. They didn't and they do said that. the documents that they provided are sufficient enough for validation. No, it's not. I know okay. that. <laughs> and the law and the laws say that on the third party debt collector letter. Now mm-hmm. you only sent that to now send your check that says accord and satisfaction, full settlement of the account. Now, you sent that yep, check? Mm-hmm. They cashed it. And they cashed it. Good. Mm-hmm. You got your green cards? I do. Of everything you sent, right? Mm-hmm. So I have electronic. So now you need to put in for your suit against them. And it's going to okay. be breach of contract. And violation of the Fair Debt Collections Act. 
First okay. of all, they never certified it properly, right? That's number right. one. Number two, breach of contract because when you put accord and satisfaction on that check, that was a new contract, and they cashed it, so they agreed. That's what the mm-hmm. law tells you. So that's what you need to do. Sue them. So my question was, because I know when I had asked you, I sent the enforcement letter too. And in there, it says that they basically have 30 days to clear out the account. And I've been sending all of my payments under duress, which they've been cashing. Absolutely. So I need to keep, because I only sent it once. I didn't do, um, I didn't send it three times because they responded you quicker than I thought they would. You don't accord and satisfaction three times. You send it one time. No, I mean to do my administrative process to show that I sent in documentation, you like can, I gave them. You can do the enforcement letter three times if you want, but you can go to court with the evidence that you have now. Court cases oh, is one okay. on a preponderance of evidence. Okay. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, do I have to keep sending it out? Like, I got to send it out two more times or I'm, nah, can I just go to, to court? You need to start suing them now. And then my they last agreed, question, so... They agreed to the okay. terms. Yeah. I just, they, so the car is not, I'm the co-signer. The car is actually in my mother's name. So when they addressed it, they keep addressing her. Now, is she going to have to uh, go to court or can I pick principal. up something? She's the principal. Yeah. They're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But if we end up having to go to court, can I show up? Of course. Of her? You're on the contract. Okay, good. Because she don't know nothing about this. Like, she, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just like, Let me, can I, I am I going to get myself? Right. I understand. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Now, next time, Thank stay you. on subject. I'm sorry. I just had to get this question in because I'm excited. I'm happy this is working. Like, your okay. stuff works, even though they say it don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rumor, but y'all prove it wrong every time y'all call with y'all's uh, testimonies. It, they want they want to stop y'all from mm-hmm. They want to stop y'all from giving those testimonies, telling the people it does work. Uh, so it, this is a computer calling one 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 one. Peace. Hey, how are you? Hey, um, this is Holy Honey. I'm finally on the line with you. <laughs> so, um, pretty much I wanted to talk about my process from following your process <laughs> or the law, pretty much. Right. So, um, I had one well, y'all don't want to talk about this uh, expatriation act at all, I see. Oh, I do, I do, I do want to talk about that. I do want to talk about that. What you just read, what you just read, explains what you got to do to become a U.S. citizen. That's what yeah. you read? Uh-huh. But then it's going to go, as we read on later on this week, it's going to start going into how to expatriate out of the United States. First, it shows you how to get in. Okay. Um, I think I I personally think it's it's so crazy, and um, I say every day that I am not a U.S. citizen. I actually got pulled over the other day. I believe I do have my injunction works because he was trying to give me a hard time and everything. And then he came, he ran my um tags, and then was like, "Well, 
yeah, uh, she's valid. So I told mm-hmm. him, I'm like, I'm not a citizen. Yes, indeed. But other, other than that, huh? I said, yes, indeed. Oh, other than that, can I talk about the process that I was Go ahead. going through? Go ahead. Um, I was charged with um, civil assault and obstruction a while back. And Man, I, why are you beating up people? That's what they accused me of, but I, I'm, I'm harmless. So um, I, I went I went to court, and then they amended the charges. They they amended the charges to um um now it's what do you call that disorderly conduct right from the civil assault and uh, rest, uh resisting arrest after I done put in all my paperwork I actually was scared and I didn't know that it was actually working because I was not letting up. They wanted me to take pleas. They kept putting, harassing me with um, attorneys talking about oh, you need this attorney. You got an attorney on here so you can't say nothing and just that and the third. That's when the judge um, recruits himself and then they amended the charges. So I was figuring if you could give me some feedback for what can I do for these um, disorderly conduct charges because they want me to plead guilty to that. Okay. Now, this early con- conduct, is that a misdemeanor? What is that? Those are, those are uh, summary summary offenses. I guess okay. Be if you say summary offenses, what is the penalties for doing that? Um, They said either 90 days in jail or a fine. Or what? Either a fine or 90 days in jail. I couldn't hear the first word. Uh, uh, a payment fan. Oh, you got to pay them? That's if the judge finds me guilty. But I have... Uh, her, I um, wouldn't be guilty to none of that shit. Let me ask you a question. When when you got this disorderly conduct, right, there was no warrant or nothing for your arrest that said that you did harm to someone, right? Well, the they amended the simple assault, but no, I didn't have no no type of warrant at all to be Okay. Do you know you're supposed to have a warrant to to, to come and get you, for them to come and get you? Now, my whole point is, do they have a witness that said you beat their ass? So what they're saying is that I threatened the officers, and all in their paperwork shows that I did not threaten the officers, even the... That was a yes or no question. Why do women not answer questions? I just wanted to cover the basics. No, 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 they don't have a witness. First, answer the question and then elaborate. Okay. No, they don't have a witness. Anyone got proof and did a complaint saying you whipped their ass? No. Right. So it's hearsay. Correct. Do you have any witnesses that was there when this incident so-called happened? Mm-hmm. Get, affidavits, get affidavits from your brother or whoever else was there explaining what happened. They also call affidavits of truth. Make sure they swear upon it 
and we'll do it in court and you'll have no problem winning. It's your word, your brother's word, and other people's words against that officer. Right. So I was going, I was trying to put a, my counterclaim to get paid as well. Yes. So I could do that. I got a counterclaim. What you say? I didn't hear you. You can do a counterclaim. For for like a settlement for for them violating my rights. Uh, let me ask you this: Have you did your injunction already? Yes, I did my injunction. Okay. Now, uh, did you you already had that pay pay fee schedule inside the injunction? Apply it. Even with the non without the non UCC. Yes. Because that's what I'm still trying to. I'm still trying yes. to get the non-UCC. Yes. You already put in a contract with them when you did your injunction. You did your injunction before this incident happened, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, charge it. Do what you said you were going to do on your injunction. And in your counterclaim, you want to bring the sheriff and the sheriff of that county. And the attorney general in. Because they broke their contract. Reach a contract. So, okay, so even with... Because I put my injunction in and then I end up getting pulled over. Um, he said he couldn't see my license plate. And then when he was trying to get my information, I, I really wasn't... I gave him my name, but I didn't have my ID card. So he he sent me all these types of charges, and now they claim that I got four warrants for my arrest, which I'm not worried because, like I said, I just got pulled over the other hold day. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You need to get a consultation, and I need to see your injunction. It don't sound like it's done right. Okay. That was not the well, response you, you were supposed to get. What? I thought I would I would have went to jail with the four warrants that they said I had. I That's true. That's true, but you telling me from a, a, a stop that they issued four warrants. It shouldn't have been issued. Yeah. I understand it didn't lock you up, but it's still not working the way it's supposed to. That's what they sent me in the mail. I don't actually know if I have warrants. They just said, don't you want to respond to your four warrants? Oh, you need to call in and see if they exist. Okay. So I'm going to apply Don't let that um, just sit there. Right. That's what I was, that's what I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. All right, I well. Give me a breast, what you say? Keep me in the know. Let me know what's happening with it. Oh, okay, I will, I will. Thank you so All right. much. No problem. Peace. Peace. All right, I'm going to 424281. Peace to the God. Peace. Peace to the God, man. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, magnificent, and great. How are you? Great, bro. How's your family, bro? 
wonderful, wonderful. Good, just good. Got how was your trip, man? Huh? Yeah, how was that trip, man? Uh, you wasn't on the first part of the show, was you? Nah, uh-uh. Yeah, I already I'm answered that. Okay, all right. So, so get right to the expatriation shit. Man, let's go in. Oh, shit. You're dropping that right now. So what I'm saying to you now is now, what do you have for us? Because, you know, we were doing the whole other thing that you had taught before. Now we're just expatriation now. So can we be expatriated and be stateless? That's the point of expatriation. But you're right. not going to be okay. right. You're going back to Morocco, the Moorish Empire. So we're going, so we going back to the Republic then. Well, uh-huh. you could say that, but nah. Nah, right, right, okay. Because all right, so, all right. uh, the, the, the Republic, uh, going back to the Moorish Empire is not the Republic. It's, bef- mm-hmm. it's what existed before the Republic. You understand? Of course. Of course. So we're going back there. We're not going back to the Republic. But for all, all intents and purposes, they're probably going to see us as that way we're not. We're going back to treaty right. law. Right. Facts. That's what we're supposed to go back to. That's mm-hmm. the whole original contract. That's the only treaty that, that's, that's well, really that's still there, We're heirs to the land. Right. Going back home. The only way to get an inheritance right. is be named the same name as your ancestors and be an heir. Right. So the new process you got right now is going to take us out of that. It's going to have a stateless then. We're going to, like you said, we're going back, we're going back to Morocco, but we're going over the law right now. We're going over the law right now and we're going to use those laws. You know me, boy, I use all the laws, all the laws against them. No, bro, you, bro, you always, you, that's, see, bro, this is why you're still here teaching, and, and no disrespect, bro, but you dropped so much shit that this is why I see why you're doing the Patreon and everything, because, bro, you can't be on this, pri- this, this public platform. You just exactly. shouldn't be too heavy for this shit, and you know that. You've been yeah, on that, they, bro. they've been, they've you been know. stopping me for years. I know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we've been there. It's been a long. It's been a long time, bro. You already know. Been there from day one. So, you know, it's 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 been. A, it's. Bro, I'm just grateful that you're still here. And you're still dropping shit. Now, now, this is another question. That do you see us really getting to this CAFR account? Uh, I do. I do, and we're gonna be discussing some of that inside the Patreon. There are problems. No doubt, because being done right now that's very promising. And you know, I, I wanna I wanna talk about it but I can't right now. Gotta keep it under wraps and no, I no. definitely about it here. No doubt, God. I appreciate just you just elaborating, just saying that because I know because bro, this shit bro, this is I'm just saying, bro, like this is why, you know, this this form right here, people just better really respect this man. They don't really see the magnitude of what's going on and what you're doing, bro. Really right, talk, man, because this shit, it, it, you know, I see how you put it all together. Yeah, no doubt, God, because this, this shit is, is deep. And I don't know what y'all, 
no no disrespect to nobody out there, but that shit is, listen, that fucking injunction goes super hard. I don't know what the fuck y'all doing and why y'all getting stopped because I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to tell you like this. No, no disrespect, Jonah, master teacher, no disrespect. But what I'm seeing, God, is motherfuckers got that, got that injunction in the, in the straw man name. You done. They going to fuck with you. I'm going to tell you that now. That's just that's just from what I'm seeing. What I, I've been had the junction from day one, and listen, bro, we riding around this motherfucker, expired tags, everything, bro. We they don't stop super share. They don't fuck with us, bro. I've that's done it all, nigga. That's facts. We on, we on a whole nother level out this bitch in NC. Where y'all at? Yeah, nigga, we that's out fact. here. Well, thank you for calling. We out here. Peace, peace to the God. Peace to the, peace to the God, Jedediah. Peace to the God, right, Parcel. We got time for one more caller. Let's go to 612-286. Peace to the God. Peace. Peace to the God. How you doing, Zola? I'm doing wonderful, magnificent, and great. How you doing? Man, wonderful, magnificent, and great. Um, blessed by the, the health and wealth that flows to me. Quickly and easily, and all of you. Oh, shit. I say, uh, um, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna ask you about it. You know, it'd be good, uh, uh, dope if we could hear you talk a little bit more about the, uh, because I do got a like a, 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 a statute limitation thing where it expired, but I got good standing, and it was fraud. You know, that went down. Someone, you know, made fraudulent claims inside the court, and I got the proof of it. So you said that's how you be challenging the statute, overcoming the statute of limitations. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? I'm sorry. Say again. About uh, overcoming uh, expired statute of limitations when, like, you know, in an instance where, you know, I, I, uh, another party made fraudulent claims to the court on the record, and then I got the proof in the form of a recorded conversation that makes the claims that they made, the later claims they made in court, obviously in con- conflict with my, my recorded call. So I got, you know, at the corporation, I got the proof that they lied to the uh, court to evade the, because uh, I sued them, sued them jointly and severally, and the court found for me against the private party, but not against the corporation. So they looked out for their own, looked out for the corporation. Well, but I got the proof that the corporate. Uh, what you need to do is write an affidavit and use the recording as an attachment to the affidavit. Basically, the affidavit is going to explain what's in that tape and put it in. Well, as far as what language do I use to uh, attack the, uh, the uh, uh, statute of limitation barrier? When you say statute of limitations, how long has it been? It's been like four years. It's been four years. And the I got, statute of limitations I got another scenario that's like, sorry, say it again. The statute of limitation is what time restraints? Uh, I think it's like three years. But then again, you know, I'm not sure about when it's fraud. You know, I believe that could be different. When it's fraud, there is no statute of limitations. And you're trying to say they fortunately said something. So, like I said, do your affidavit and then say, see attachment uh, recording. What should I 
put in a document though, like that the statute of limitations, you know, there's you know, anything about a statute of limitations. You're gonna say it was fraud. You're gonna use the word fraud in your complaint, in your affidavit. And uh <clears throat> so if they evaded uh the uh order, the order the judgment it was look in at, my favor the private look party. The definition of fraud. What does that intentional deception? It's like intentional deception with deceive you if you got a recording that says something different? Well, you know what? I already told them in my initial claim, yo, I got this recording that happened. As soon as I found out what was going on, I called this corporation and said, yo, my key doesn't work for this apartment I'm subletting. And they hit me back, and I recorded a conversation. They said, oh, are you such and such apartment, and you can't get in, huh? And I said, yeah, I can't get in. I just left an hour ago, and suddenly my key doesn't work. Uh, the maintenance dude says, well, I know why you can't get in. That's because you don't live there. The person who has the lease asked us to change the lock. So you couldn't come in, and then they went to court, and the office, uh, the the office dude for their company went to court and told the judge straight to his face they had no idea the purpose of the lock change request was to exclude anyone from the premises. But I got their ma- maintenance boss telling me the exact opposite a couple of days before That's that. That's why I said you got to put it in writing and say they committed fraud. I already put it in writing in my original claim. And the freaking judge covered it up because it was, it, was, it was clearly in my claim. I said, yo, I had put this conversation with them. They both, Dog, huh? put it back in. Put it back in. And, 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 do so, a motion, and do a motion to be heard on that. And so, so okay, so they should have gave me, obviously, the, the award against the, the corporation and the individual. And so... Since the corporation avoided what was a, already a treble damages, then they they use fraud to avoid that treble damages. So that's trebled again, no? Nah? I, uh, I agree with you. I, me personally, I would do a whole new suit bringing that that corporation in under the statute. Because you know where the treble damages total to like thirty four hundred, treble that is going to be hey, you know bro, about a little bit of time. Uh, thanks for calling in. Call in Wednesday. Let's Peace. discuss some more. Peace. All right, that's our show for today. I hope y'all enjoyed it. We really didn't talk about Patriation Act, but we're going to read more of it Wednesday. Tune in Wednesday. Discuss it more. Peace to the gods. We out of here. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.